Rusty Quill presents. Hello, this is IMS, the author of the program audio series. If you are new to the show, I would like to say welcome. Every episode of the program is a standalone story, so this is as good a place to start as any. I recommend listening to this episode on headphones. And don't be intimidated by its duration. As an early reviewer said, give it 10 minutes and you won't even notice the remaining 80. If you would like to hear the show without ads, subscribe through Apple Podcasts or support the show on Patreon. The program comes for us all. The goal of every computation is to calculate the result. The purpose of every simulation is for it to run to the end. Sooner or later, we all face the blue screen. A quote from the Decoders Manual, Final Edition. The first indisputable manifestation of the Great Administrator was in Babylon in the year 277. Archaeological evidence, however, precedes this event by at least a century, with traces of Edmund's presence preserved in the numerous artifacts left behind the Xi dynasty. Intangible indications date from even earlier, with legends of Sisadmin's deeds surviving in the oral tradition of Arabian tribes, back when time was still counted in double digits. Whatever the culture, whatever the age, there was one opinion shared across both millennia and meridians. A certainty all of us could plainly see. Ours was the best system administrator that ever was and ever will be. What are you doing? Writing. Writing what? A chronicle. Is that a fancy word for a diary? No. Diaries are about individuals, and this is not about me. So what are you writing about, then? I'm writing about the Sim. The Sim? What, you're gonna write down the chronicle of the world? Someone has to. Better conserve the cycles. <sighs> I think we'll have to be more supportive of each other for this to work. Hmm. So when do we get into the picture? I haven't gotten to that part yet. It's a complex story. It needs to be told chronologically. <laughs> You're just a bad storyteller. I can tell you with certainty that I'm one of the best storytellers on the planet. I guess that's technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> hey, maybe I can claim to have the biggest boobs. <laughs> Actually, I might hold that record as well. <laughs> what are you two babbling about? Boobs. I'm in favor of them. <laughs> it's not like we're holding a referendum. Do you always say what you think? No, but I always think what I say. Well, some things are better left unsaid. I'm waking you both up at six. <sighs> what a charming fellow. I don't think fairy men are supposed to be charming. Have you noticed his hand? You mean the glove? Yeah, and how stiff his arm seems. I don't know. Well, why don't we ask him? We're the chosen ones, which technically makes us his boss. I don't think it works that way. Oh, didn't you just say that technically correct is the best kind of correct? And didn't you just say some things are better left unsaid? <sighs> hmm. 
most pundits agree, it was around 1370 that the issue became unquestionable. For it was just a few months prior that Sysadmin introduced a wonderful device that could capture still images. I've never seen one in person, but I read in the books that it was based on the natural principle of camera obscura, exposing a thin sheet of metal coated with an emulsion to rays of light reflected through a concave lens. Images captured this way were extremely true to life, and unlike paintings and drawings, they offered no room for interpretation, which is why some of the images that started circulating were so disturbing. Like an image of a house in Mexico suspended in midair, or one from Kenya depicting an impossibly large duck, roughly the size of a horse, or an image of a woman in India caught disappearing in the middle of a street. At first, these and similar incidents were dismissed as defects in the exposition process, or less charitably, as deliberate hoaxes. It took a case in Germany for the wider public to take notice, either because Germans were regarded as folk less likely to screw around, or because this time it was not only a woman that disappeared in the street, but the street itself. Why are you putting on that cool voice? <laughs> it's a chronicle. It needs to sound dignified. Uh-huh. Come on, up with it, jump. We didn't gather here to play board games. You're forgetting there's a hard deadline we're operating under. Well, it's just... It's just... What seems to be the problem? I haven't been out of the house in over two years. Oh, plastic. You? Uh, one, two... Uh, four. Four? Yeah, if we're not counting arriving here. <sighs> we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel with these chosen ones, aren't we? Okay, listen carefully. I'm gonna say this only once. Not because I don't want to repeat myself, but because if something goes wrong out there, there won't be a chance for me to repeat myself. So, rule number one. If I'm quiet, you're quiet. Absolutely no talking. Or any other sounds. Coughing, snoring, sneezing, screaming. Do people scream? I mean, usually? No, they usually don't have time to do that. Okay, rule number two. You hear this? Where I go, you follow. Just listen to the sound of my cane and do not deviate from the path in the slightest. Got it? So if we follow you and keep our mouth shut, things are going to be okay? Sure. With me, you get a lifetime warranty. We do? Oh, yeah. I promise to keep you alive until the end of your life. <laughs> uh, my dear wallabies. You have to understand, out there, there are no guarantees. It's like a board game. You can do everything right and still lose. All right, time to go. It's just a street. It's just a street. It's just a street. 
Hendrikstrasse wasn't really a street. Technically speaking, it was a cul-de-sac in the nondescript German town of Rusrat. It was there that on November 5th, 1375, a patch of land disappeared, as if it were removed with a giant scalpel and then stitched together. Contained in the missing area were 19 houses with 47 inhabitants, 41 of which were present in their homes at the time of the incident. Fortunately, if the word fortune can be invoked in relation to this event, it was a school day, so six children with the Hendrikstrasse resonance escaped the fate of their parents and older siblings, that of getting erased. May I say something? Rule number one. But I need to walk to that wall over there. Rule number two. But I need to do both number one and number two. <sighs> All right. But take the cane with you, you know, just in case. So it could detect glitches? Yeah. But still, don't let your guard down. Some glitches are only set off by organic matter. Pity there are no animals left. A pig on a leash in front would make a much better detection system. Oh, man. That's cruel. I mean, it's not like pigs had a good time while they were around. If you're going to write down the history of the world, at least get your facts straight. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I really need to go. Fine, 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 fine. Here's the cane. And also, don't go behind that wall, but behind that tree. It, is it because it's less likely there are any glitches there? No. It's because it's better for the tree. Since we can talk now, I have to ask, who made all these statues around us? What statues? Like that one there, or here. Here's one right next to the road. Oh, that. Those are not statues. What do you mean? Those are poor bastards who walked this road before us and had the misfortune to encounter a Medusa. These, these are real, real people who turned to stone? Yep. Medusa's the popular name for the petrification glitch. Well, maybe popular is not the best word. None of the glitches are really popular. Why are they naked? It's their flesh that turned into stone, not their clothes. Their clothes probably got washed away by the elements. I mean, who knows how long they've been out here like this. What a horrible way to die. Actually, there are worse materials to be turned into. At least flesh transforming into stone is a quick way to go. Unlike having your bones turned into glass, or your blood into quicksilver. You know, I, I was thinking, your other chosen ones... What about them? Did they ever make it to the... to the terminal? They did. It's just that none of them made it inside. Hey guys, we can go. Hey guys, we can go. Hey guys, we oh, can go. Plastic. Hey guys, we what, can go. What, what's hey happening? Guys, she got stuck in a loop. Hey guys, Don't worry, it usually only lasts a hey minute guys, or so. Though I once got stuck in a hey loop guys, for over an hour. It's like getting hey guys, stuck in a merry-go-round. Hey Not fun. Is she? Hey guys, is she aware she's in a loop? Hey guys, mm, definitely. We can go. 
But there's nothing she can do about it, and neither can we. Interrupting a loop can be dangerous. It's better to just wait for the process to resolve. Hey guys, we can go. 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 Bloody shitballs, what was that? The loop. Don't worry, it's over now. Don't worry? Fuck, that was terrifying. Trust me, I don't use the words don't worry gratuitously. Loops are annoying, but they're mostly harmless. Huh. Besides, it could have been much worse. It could? Yeah. You could have got stuck in a loop while you were doing your business behind the tree. <laughs> uh, gross! My cane, please? Here you go. Hope you used hand sanitizer. Always. Liar. Okay, capybaras, let us continue. By the way, what are all these statues? Rule number one. The Hendrik Strasse incident provoked an immediate reaction. It is estimated that over two billion messages got dispatched to the admin in the first 24 hours alone. Some formal in tone, focused on facts and potential resolutions. Others, emotional, emphasizing the shock and distress the event caused. Regardless of the approach, they all had exactly the same effect. Which is to say, none. As all messages addressed to the system administrator returned unread. And for the first time in history, people's cries were met with silence. something. Rule number one. But we've, we've been walking for hours. Rule number two. Fuck. Am I stuck in a loop again? Well, if you are, I'm stuck right with you. No one's stuck in a loop, you marmosets. Oh, ferryman. I haven't left the house in two years. I need rest. To rest is to rust. But there's no point in surviving glitches if we die of exhaustion. Oh, yeah. Regarding survival, we need to get to the safe house before dark if we want to do that. Please. I can't carry this weight any longer. Okay. Here. Give me your backpack. Uh, that's okay. I'll manage. Don't give me that equal lefts crap. Give me your backpack. I'll take it. You'll be faster. We both win. Uh, uh, okay. Fucking fuck knuckles, this is heavy. I told ya. What are you carrying, your bowling ball collection? Actually, it's my pet rocks. Uh, sorry to break up the bickering, but what, what happened to rule number one? Aren't we in danger of setting off any glitches if we talk? <sighs> no. Actually, none of the glitches are triggered by sound. Rule number one is only because I don't feel like talking. <laughs> I like your cruise, man. Yeah, cruise of a dickhead. Listen, you pissing pair of parakeets. I'm not doing this to get style points. You think out here being a nice person will save you? You think that bad things don't happen to good people? Like what happened with your arm? What about my arm? Well, we did notice the glove. And... And how you seem to hold your arm close to your body at all times? Oh, that. I'm glad you asked. So what's the deal? 
I said, I'm glad you asked. I didn't say I'd gladly answer. <laughs> well, I'll gladly answer your question then. Yes, I'm aware bad things happen to good people. That's kind of the story of our times, isn't it? Either case, the facts ain't going to change. The only thing we can do is put a positive spin on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean like we do with this whole system administrator crap? What? Flummoxed flamingos. Don't you get it? What we call the admin ain't nothing but a symbolic construct. Wait. You're not saying that... that... the system administrator is made up? What I'm saying is that the admin stories are almost 400 years old. How the fuck do we know what's real and what's not? Well, that's just swell. The last ferryman left is having an existential crisis. I can't believe what I'm hearing. So who made the sim if she's not real? What difference does it make? It's not like the undertaking's gonna get an A-plus at the science fair. In case you haven't noticed, things haven't exactly been peaches and cream for a while now. But everything happens for a reason. Just because we don't understand it doesn't mean there's no plan. Listen, listen. I'll be the first one to admit that some of Edmund's behavior in the last four centuries or so has been questionable. But if you don't believe Admin is real, then why are you even helping us get to the terminal? Shh, quiet, quiet. Do you hear that? Hear what? Anything. Now that you mention it, everything's completely silent. Oh, plastic. Now I definitely heard that. What the fuck? It's the motion glitch. Stay still. Baby fucker. What is that? It's a glitch that collects and deletes everything that isn't scenery. It's gonna be here any second. Our only chance is to stay perfectly still so it mistakes us for background. Here it comes. Don't move a muscle. Admin be praised. Everybody all right? Yeah, I think so. You okay? Hello? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Sorry. Just dazed. I thought you turned a stone or something. I have to admit, that was a close one. But at least the experience was instructive. What do you, what do you mean? Well, if everything happens for a reason, then you're good admin just trying to kill us. No, come on. We need to reach the safe house before dark. At first, most people claimed she would surely return. After all, it was her sim. How could she not? But as more time passed and she continued to remain silent, the narrative changed. She might not be with us, but she is among us was the new mantra repeated often, almost like the act of repetition would make it true. Experts, however, continued to study the glitches, and while they couldn't agree on the cause, on one point, they reached a broad consensus. 
our simulation was falling apart. Daddy? Daddy! <laughs> there she is. There's my princess. Have you kept the house in order? Yes, Daddy. Are these our guests? Yes. These are the chosen ones. She be, she with, be us. with us. With us. Are you guys a husband and wife? No. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just running a bit short on time, so I'm ferrying two of them at once. I mean, two chosen ones living together. That would be a bit much, wouldn't it? You're the one to talk about bizarre relationships. Quiet. I just hope Her Majesty prepared something tasty for us. I did. A stew. And I already set the table. Actually, I did it yesterday. Oh, I apologize, Your Highness. We got a bit caught up. Glitches giving us trouble. But we'll gladly enjoy your cooking now. We're all famished. <laughs> Please, allow me. <laughs> Mmm. Mmm. This is so good. <laughs> Certainly beats the pro bars and vitamin <laughs> pills. Definitely. Oh, I haven't had real food in years. What did you say this is called? A legume stew. Stew, huh? How many cycles did it consume? Mm. Actually, cooking, if you do it efficiently, uses very few cycles. We raise the beans, peas, and lentils in our own garden. A full harvest burns less than 10,000 cycles, and it's enough to keep two of us fed for the whole season. Don't forget, legumes are one of the most calorie-rich staples. What about simulating water, earth, and warmth? That's on top, but those cycles would be burned no matter what. What about cycles spent on cooking? Dude, relax and enjoy the food. How can I enjoy it if each of these plates has burned hundreds of cycles? Come on, man. You're being rude. There's no shame in accepting cycles which have already been spent. There's no honor in it either. Wasting cycles is an affront to our good sysadmin herself. There you go. Attributing agency to abstractions again. Now, now wait a no, second. Don't, don't get me wrong. I understand the allure of chalking up misery to an external force. Because believing that you got randomly fucked is a terrible thought, isn't it? Randomly fucked doesn't have meaning. Fucked by design? Now, that has meaning. And we all need meaning in our lives. You know what I think? I think that you prefer a world in which providence doesn't exist, so you can justify your selfish actions. Well, if you're so certain that system administrator exists, then why are you blaming me for anything? Blame her! She's the one who created a sim in which there's not enough. She's the one who's making us choose every day between being warm and being fed. We all need to sacrifice something. Oh, please. What did you sacrifice sitting on your couch, playing Jenga and reading mangas while the world around you burned? Uh, excuse me? You calling us out on our behavior? And what kind of kinky dynamic have you got going on here? What? You heard me. Whatever scenario you and your daddy's little princess here are playing to get your freak on? She's my daughter. What? How do I tell you about Nyx? I could tell you how she and I met. How, in a directionless world, trajectories of two particles intersected, attracted to each other, 
like a proton and an electron. One positive, the other negative. <laughs> I'll let you decide which one of those describes me. But no, I can't tell you that story. You'd find it saccharine, maybe even contrived. So how do I tell you about Nex? Maybe I could tell you the story of our first kiss, taking the matter from the realm of physics to chemistry, to testosterone and pheromones, and all those beautiful molecules that made the wine we drank that day so splendidly intoxicating. But you'd probably find that story excessively raunchy, or maybe even awkward, if you embarrass easily. So how do I tell you about next? Perhaps we should go to the level of biology, to a gamete and a zygote, and the ensuing multiplication that, were it not true, would surely be considered miraculous. To the natural processes that led to me and Nyx combining into a work of wonder we named Princess. Her birth made me feel like there was still some sense in all of this. I could share this and many other stories, but they do not contain Nyx. They cannot impart her soft character and her, and her sharp wit. They are powerless in front of her disarming smile. So, I will confine my story to facts. I will confine my story to numbers. Incident 5-4. Nine four was seven years ago. Back then, this area was still relatively stable. Sure, we'd get a glitch, but nothing really serious, mostly loops and some auditory instabilities. I'd already been a ferryman for a long time by then. Me and Nix. And she... She was the best ferryman this side of the ridge which makes the morning of April 22nd, 1672 such an aberration. I was in the kitchen, and Nix and Princess they were playing in the meadow. There was a small meadow behind the house. Suddenly, I felt a quake, and the whole house started to tremble. I looked outside the window, and I saw Nix and Princess caught in a time sink, an instability inside which time flows at a different rate, meaning seconds inside can equal years of normal time. I start running towards the time sink. 100 meters, Princess is still a little girl, and Nyx is the woman I love. 80 meters. Princess is, she's, she's a teenager. Tall and strong and so, so beautiful. But Nix, you could tell Nix had already passed into middle age. The scene resembled one of those dances of death images, you know, that depict the progression of age from the cradle to the grave. <laughs> 60 meters. 
princess is now around 30, as old as Nyx was when they'd fallen into the time sink. At one point the thought crossed my mind that princess was Nyx, because I could no longer recognize the woman next to her. Forty meters. It's now Princess who's middle-aged, and Nyx is just a frail shell of herself. Twenty meters. Princess's hair matches the sparkling white of the bones next to her. Ten meters. The bones are already half pulverized. Next to them stands Princess. No longer tall. No longer fair-skinned. No longer beautiful. One meter. I extend my arm into the time sink. I grab Princess and pull her out. I see a spark in her eyes, like a flash of cognition, her senses returning to her. She lets out a cry for her mother, but the coarse sound coming out of her mouth startles her, shocks her, silent. I try to embrace her. I want to hold her close. I want her body to fuse with mine, to stay with me forever. But I can't, because my arm is too weak. The cloth of my sleeve is worn out, the colors faded. I see a thin, wrinkled hand sticking out, covered in liver spots. And it takes me a moment to realize it's mine. I lay Prince's head down on my chest and watch Nix's remains turn into fine fine dust. Finally, having consumed everything within it, the time sink dissolves, leaving a hole 4.5 meters wide and 3.2 meters deep, leaving a hole immeasurably big. princess was five when she fell into the time sink. She was around 80 by the time I pulled her out. Last week we celebrated her 12th birthday. I had, I had to help her blow out the Daddy? Are you crying? I... I... It, it, it's my fault. I, I just told your father a sad story. I appreciate the gesture, but the subterfuge is unnecessary. I just told our guests the story of how we lost Mama. Oh, Daddy. I miss Mama, too. Princess? I never knew my parents. They both neutralized themselves when I was just a baby so they'd save more cycles for my generation. So if I may share something that brought me consolation, 
and that's the thought of our good admin. We may be parentless, but just like everyone else, both you and me are children of our great administrator. She is a mother to us all. You will have to forgive our guests, Princess. They suffer from an acute case of Stockholm Syndrome. What's Stockholm? It used to be a city, but the area it was located in got affected by a glitch. Subsequent reports surmised a miniature star materialized roughly 100 meters below the surface and immediately collapsed into itself. It's estimated that it resulted in temperatures of around 5,000 degrees. This Stockholm Syndrome sounds bad. <laughs> oh, it definitely is bad. Bad and unfair and inexcusable. But it also carries a lesson. Which one, Daddy? That things simply happen to us, whether or not we deserve it. That our failures and triumphs are the result of the universe playing Yahtzee. And that we are constantly one misfortune away from having everything, everything taken away from us. Like Mama was? Yeah, like Mama was. And I can vouch for her. She did nothing to deserve it. Now, it's time for you to go back to bed. Good night, Daddy. Say good night to our guests as well. Good night. Good night, Princess. I hope you soon get better from this Stockholm thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We will, sweetie. Good night. Bye. She's wonderful. She is. Frankly speaking, if it weren't for her, I would have thrown myself into a spontaneous disintegration glitch a long, long time ago. Now, excuse me. I'll follow Princess's lead and go to bed. I advise you to do the same. Aye. We'll follow shortly. Wow. That story. It certainly explains a lot. I guess some people find it easier to accept that Admin doesn't talk to us because she isn't there. And not because she doesn't care. You know... Thinking about it that way, there's one scenario even more horrible than our good administrator abandoning us. Which one? That she hasn't. Having diagnosed the problem, experts next determined its basic cause, loss of processing power. After years of extensive analysis, a white paper had been released that was as unforgiving as it was dire. Based on frequency of the glitches, researchers calculated that the entire sim would disintegrate in exactly 380 years. The white paper, however, ended on a positive note. By rationing the cycles, it was possible to extend the remaining processing power up to ten times longer. Authorities on the subject also offered cautious optimism that during this time, a permanent fix could be developed. A fix that could ultimately salvage our simulation from annihilation. It is a true testament to Admin's glory that the most despairing message of all times also carried Hope.
Enter. May I come in? Sure. Just close the door behind you. I just came in to say thank you for keeping us alive. And to apologize for my comments earlier. You mean those in which you accused me of an incestuous BDSM relationship? <laughs> yeah, those. No need to apologize. Well, except to people who are into BDSM for kink-shaming them. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> if I run into any, I'll be sure to say sorry. Uh, I know you don't need my validation, but for what it's worth, you seem like a great parent. Well, if you regard sysadmin as mother, the bar is set quite low. You know, there's something I don't understand. You pride yourself on being rational, but having children in a dying world isn't exactly it. And you falling in love is? So what do you mean? Come on. I saw the way you rushed into his defense when I pressed onto him. You fancy the bugger. I mean, it's not surprising. He's a handsome cat. And it's not like your dating pool is particularly deep. I'm just not sure you're denying it to me or to yourself. I'm not denying it. I mean, I'm not in love with him. I'm just... I'm just sucking up to get a full page in his chronicle. <laughs> and? Did it work? No. <laughs> he keeps saying it's not about individuals. Isn't that a bit off message? Why do you say that? Well, what are you two but individuals tasked with saving the world? Since we're sharing a moment... May I ask you a question? Sure. Why are you carrying 15 kilos of explosives in your backpack? Um, what, what are you talking about? Come on. I carried your backpack for eight hours. You don't think I'd do that without taking a look into its contents, do you? Uh, it's... It's leverage. <laughs> leverage? Oh, you little pufferfish. You aren't planning to blow the system administrator up, are you? No. Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> Depends on how the encounter goes. I mean, if we ever get to an encounter. Oh, I have to admit, you two are the craziest puffins I've ever ferried. I mean, you have to be a little crazy to embark on the expedition to begin with. But you two take the biscuit. Please don't tell him I said anything. He thinks admin is love. But... What if... What if she's simply a psychopath? Based on records, it would seem the researchers expected their disintegration white paper to cause massive psychoconservation efforts. Instead, the warning had the exact opposite effect. Instead of jolting people to action, it alleviated the concerns. The world coming to an end was simply one of those fears alien to people's nature, just like folks are more afraid of spiders than cardiovascular disease. So all calls to ration the cycles failed, with those who were being forced into rationing opposing it, and those who were forcing the rationing ignoring it. To use the parlance of the era, Saving the world simply had no stakeholder buy-in. 
black-tailed prairie dogs. Yes, prairie dogs. Where do they live? Yeah, it says prairie dogs live in huge underground burrows. Burrows called towns. Mm-hmm. What does this say? Saga. Saga. Antelope. 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 In winter, the saiga's coat grows thick and woolly oh. to protect it from the bitter winds that blow on the steppe. There are two flying squirrels. Hope you had a good night's rest. Uh, morning. Good morning, princess. Morning. That mattress was amazing. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, for it's the last comfortable bed you'll have before we reach the terminal. Our path forward takes us through the black zone. It's a part of the sim without luminance. You don't have a flashlight? You don't understand. It's without luminance. The ability of objects to be illuminated. You could detonate a bomb in there, it would still stay pitch black. So you're telling us that there's literally no way to light our surroundings? Once an area loses luminance, it doesn't come back. We'll have to continue in the dark. What, seriously? With no source of light? What do you think the cane is for? Fortunately, the road continues straight all the way, meaning all we have to do is follow it. So you guys will hold on to this rope as you walk behind me. I'll be the mama duck, and you be my ducklings. Are you joking? <laughs> have you spent any time with me at all? Please, come back quickly, Daddy. Don't worry, Princess. I'm coming for you before deprecation day. Now, come here and give your father a hug. <sighs> See you in a week. Oh, and just one more thing before we go. There are rumors there's something alive in the Black Zone. Something alive? I've never encountered anything, but ferrymen of old talked about some kind of... some kind of an animal habituated to the dark. An animal? Oh, what's the matter? Now you do want to kill animals? Understand, we're going towards the outer edge of the Sim. It's gonna be dangerous. From this point onward, you can expect structural instabilities at every step. You never told us this. You didn't exactly look like you needed any additional discouragement. Don't worry. Take care of yourself. I have a good feeling about them. <sighs> Thank you, Princess. It's truly a great help. It was only when Australia disappeared that people had come to realize something had to be done. By that time, there was little over 200 years of processing power left, and with no low-hanging fruit remaining, people started to ask the tough questions. For example, how much processing power does a cow consume? The answer Approximately 500 cycles per day. Doesn't sound like much, but once multiplied with the bovine population at their peak, the conclusion was simple. So long, and thanks for all the beef. Less than 50 years later, the sim was wholly devoid of animals. All livestock got culled. A never-ending open season on every species of game and fowl decimated their populations. Fish and other marine creatures were hunted down from all but the deepest seas. Even bugs were brought down to a fraction of their former number, 
as every patch of land was doused in insecticides. A special carve-out was declared on people's pets, provided they were sterilized, which is to say that was the final generation of kittens and puppies on the planet. When Cookie, the last cat, died, more tears were shed than at any funeral in history. Plastic. How can it be so hot during the night? That's because it's not night. It's noon. Of course it's hot. The sun is still shining. You just don't see it. Are you keeping your sunglasses on? Yes. Good. You don't want to walk out of the black zone only to get instantly blinded by the light. Something I learned the hard way. Oh, and I hope you're wearing your hats. I don't want you getting any sunstroke. I am. But I haven't applied any sunscreen, which might be the reason I feel burned. Look at the bright side. It's unlikely the time we've got left will be enough for skin cancer to kill you. <laughs> oh, plastic. What was that? It's what makes cancer an enticing prospect. Hurry, we need to get out of here. Quickly! We're close to the exit! Here, put mine on. Uh, uh, thank you. I got so worried. Oh. Oh, is that you shaking or me? Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you feeling? Anything broken? Well, you just broke all her bones with that anaconda squeeze. Uh. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, I'm fine. It just hurts all over. You were very lucky not to fall prey to that thing inside. What was that? I got no idea. Probably a foul of some sort. I mean, could be an oil bird or a, or a swiftlet. They use echolocation to hunt. But, but how could it be so damn huge? Disproportion glitch makes some models bigger or smaller. So, so not only is our sim falling apart, there are also monsters in it? She's not a monster. She's just hungry. Of course, eradication of all animals meant that the only remaining source of food were plants. And growing them is rather tricky when soil can randomly transform into cement or a single night can arbitrarily last for two months. This ushered a long period of subsistence scarcity, which is an oblique way to call a famine. It has long been said that there are nine meals between civilization and anarchy. 
So the increasing focus on cycle conservation led to the only logical recourse. If life consumes cycles, guess what happens to life when cycles become scarce? An average adult burns approximately 2,000 cycles per day. You don't have to be a mathematician to understand that every adult removed from the sim equals fewer cycles spent. The calculation was even more compelling in the case of children. As an average prepubescent child utilizes twice as many cycles, which led to the inevitable removal. Don't write about that. What do you gain by writing about that? <laughs> what do I gain? I don't gain anything. It's the truth. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's all her fault. I mean, what kind of system administrator lets children die? Hey, don't talk like that. We don't know what the circumstances are. I'll tell you what the circumstances are. Through sysadmin's actions, or inactions, we got to a point at which the rational course of action was to kill children. What kind of circumstances mitigate that? How much understanding do we need to have? My old man thought there were two sysadmins. What? What? He said that looking at the sim, the only conclusion that makes sense is that it's under the care of two system administrators. Like, like at the same time? No, sequentially. According to Pops, the first system administrator was the admin of love. And for some reason, he had to step down from managing the sim. And his successor was the admin of wrath. And that's what hurts the most. What does? Well, if it were the other way around, things would be easier to bear. At least, we wouldn't be aware of what we'd lost. Mm, I'm not so certain of that. Why? If the original administrator had been one of violence, I'm not sure the new admin would be able to undo the harm the first one wrought. It's like... It's like molesting a child. It's not like harassment and affection cancel each other out. If someone subjects you to years of abuse and then suddenly changes the way they treat you and expects you to thrive, it's just someone screwing with you. There's... there's something else I don't understand. Your old man believed in two sysadmins. How'd you end up believing in zero? Well, Romeo, if there are two, there just as well might be three. And if there are three, they're just as well, maybe not. <laughs> uh, besides, zero is the number at which the house wins. And the way I see it, if you're going to play roulette, you've got only yourself to blame when mathematical certainty fucks you in the ass. Automated production of dietary supplements eventually balanced out with a population decline, and mass starvation ceased. The last century has been spent in a sort of stasis. We stay at home, get necessities delivered by drones, 
and basically wait for the end. Just like most of Generation F, F officially stands for final, but you can probably guess what else. Just like most of Generation F, I can't say I've personally... Come on, you, enough scribbling. We need to go. Uh, all right, just uh, let me just finish, finish the sentence and we'll go. Forgive me for asking, but why are you writing a diary when it will disappear just like the rest of the sim? Ah, uh, a chronicle. A chronicle in which I'm still waiting for my chapter. Yeah, 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 a chronicle. The question stands. Uh, I... I don't know. Why is anybody doing anything? Why are you joining us on this path if you don't even believe sysadmin exists? <sighs> because... Because of the escape pods. Why so... What? There are... Rumors, let's say. That the terminal contains escape pods. Basically, you enter one of these and then you can go outside the simulation. Think of them as a... Uh, as a spacesuit. Or any other type of life support system. I... Uh, I don't even know where to begin describing how stupid that sounds. <laughs> That's stupid? Then how does one describe what you two are doing? Trying to have a parley with a system administrator. Do you realize how dumb that sounds? Plastic, even if she did exist. And there's a big leap between fact and fiction here. But even if she did exist, she'd likely be interested in us as much as people are interested in ants. You know, some people are quite interested in ants. <laughs> oh, you pedantic peacocks. There's just no winning with you two, is there? Okay, let's say the admin does exist and grants you an audience. Then what? What would you say to her? That all of this was simply a misunderstanding? Tell her how much you adore her and talk her into an undo? The only thing you'd accomplish is to base yourself even further. So, you go with diplomacy. I'm going for the emergency exit. With cycles getting depleted, and prospects of a breakthrough diminishing, an increasing number of people fixated their hopes on the system administrator's return. People started organizing into small groups and trying to reach one of the terminals regarded as conduit points between the admin and the sim. The more successful among them, which in most cases meant those that survived enough trips, became guides or ferrymen as they called themselves. It's unclear how many terminals found in the sim were genuine. In either case, someone actually being let into a terminal was an exceptionally rare occurrence. It's estimated that less than a dozen people have managed to enter one. And while they were all different, they all carried the same message. Asking the system administrator for another chance pleading for the sim to be reset. However, out of all the chosen ones who were let into the terminal, not one of them came out. Oh, she be with us. Oh, she 
votes. I love you, Edmund, and in the night, and in the light, across our beautiful white sin, I will fight for every bite, all for my Edmund. All right, you magpies. Pay attention now. In front of us lies one of the most dangerous glitches in the whole sim. Oh, fuck. What is it this time? Giant spiders? Areas with no oxygen? <laughs> Much worse. We need to go through the Truth Valley. It's a stretch of land in which it is impossible not to speak the truth. And that is dangerous. How? Exactly. That's what I thought too until I lost two chosen ones in there. Since then, I've always gone around it. But the detour takes three days and we don't have that luxury. So, we're going in. And in Truth Valley, rule number one is non-negotiable. No talking under any circumstances. You got it? Yes. Sure. Are we in yet? Yes. Oh, damn it! What did I say about no talking? You, you said, said no, no talking. talking. Got, Got it? it? Whoa. Bloody <laughs> balls. This really works. Please close your mouths before it's too late. Honestly, I'm tired of you bossing us around. Why do we even need a ferryman to lead us? Because you two couldn't lead November into December, that's why. Damn it, stop talking! I can't! I have this compulsion to speak! To speak the truth! And and so do I. No, for the love of sysadmin, stop talking now! Uh, I, I masturbate to anime. I always look down at the toilet before I flush. I once tried to sniff epoxy glue to get high. I'm sexually attracted to you! And I'm also sexually attracted to you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying 15 kilograms of explosives in my backpack. What? No plastic. Why, why are you carrying explosives? I, I, damn it, I have to speak the truth. Because I plan to blow the system administrator up. What do you mean, blow up? Uh, Ferryman, can you answer this one for me? Don't look at me. I'm just here for the escape pods. Uh, fine. I don't plan to blow the admin up. I just think we need a contingency plan in case pretty please don't erase us all doesn't work. So you're going to attack her? It's not an attack, it's defense. She's the one who started the disintegration of the Sim. You can't be suggesting that she's done it on purpose. Whether she did it on purpose or through negligence, the result is the same. How can an expert system administrator mishandle the situation so disastrously? Well, look, maybe the end is inevitable. Maybe she gave us all the time she could. And why have none of the Chosen Ones returned from the terminal then? To wait out the rest of their days with their loved ones? Because there's no greater love than the sysadmin. She is love herself. She's an asshole. She made us to die. No. She made us to live. And if the way we repay her is bringing a bomb to her home, we're the assholes here. No wonder she left us. Well,
she left, then you can't criticize me if I follow her example. So, you're okay with me leaving? We're in Truth Valley. You have to answer me honestly. I'm sorry. That's the most honest answer I can give you. Very well. But while you're still in this place, look into your righteous heart and ask yourself if it's really fair to blame the ants for fighting back. And that's why I go around Truth Valley. Well, you of all people should be satisfied. At least now, you can't tell me I haven't sacrificed anything. And we finally arrive at my small role in this chronicle. I still remember getting the message notifying me I'd been chosen to go to the terminal. While it is true that the pool of eligible candidates has been decreasing for some time, it was still regarded as a great honor. I admit that's how I thought of it as well, but then came the burden of responsibility. As the day my ferryman was supposed to pick me up drew near, my heart was filling up with dread. After all, Saving the world is not a small ask, even if all that remains of the world are leftovers. You know, we could have at least given her the cane. She would not eat. It's a cane. What, the, the Ferryman Union needs to issue an operating license? The cane gives you a feel. It produces sound. But you need to know what to listen for, as with everything else in life. Um, look, man, I'm, I'm sorry. Boy, I know your heart is hurting, but you've got to hand back the joystick to your brain. And quickly at that, we'll be at the terminal tomorrow. We need you sharp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Here. I was keeping this as a surprise. Wanted to open it when we reached the terminal to celebrate, but I reckon it's more needed now. What is it? You think legume stew was our household's only homemade product? Is that... Hey, is that alcohol? Please! Calling my vintage plum brandy alcohol is like calling a diamond carbon. As in, neither should be consumed? As in, drink up before I drink it all on my own! But alcohol is one of the most processed heavy substances. Fermentation alone consumes 5,000 cycles per gram of sucrose, and that's not even taking Listen, to cockatoo. You spend more cycles yapping than I spend in a year. So better stop talking and help me, because if I drink this all on my own, we'll end up in the ditch glitch. <laughs> Here. Have a swig. <laughs> oh, whoa. Poison. <laughs> I've been poisoned by my own ferryman. <laughs> eh, forget 15 kilos of explosives. This here's the real bomb. Oh, man. This admin, forgive me. No. This is a guy's only event. No mention of women. Imaginary or otherwise. <laughs> Unless, <coughs> well, there is a bright side to all of this. 
if you dumped in me a widow. Now we're both single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can turn the town into butter. That's the spirit. And by spirit, of course, I mean this very, very fine liqueur. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you can call moonshine a liqueur. In which union are you from, the liquor producers? <laughs> well, Inspector, here's a sample. Oh, well. <laughs> you know what? I, I think... I'm acquiring a taste for it. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Look at us. The mighty servals. Two nimble ocelots. Two cheetahs ready to prowl the terminal. Uh, I, I, I got no idea what any of those animals are. Then we can be two <laughs> zucchinis. Two glorious bok choys. Ch bok, 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 bok choys. Ch choke boys. Two bok choys. <laughs> <laughs> Two peas in an escape pod. <laughs> My sweet, sweet escape pod. Oh, boy. We'll just have to make an exception to the guy's only rule for princes, of course. Mm -hmm. But don't you worry. You can still ride shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't you... You know... <coughs> Aren't you ever curious? Don't you ever wonder what's outside? Oh, oh, outside? Outside? The simulation? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Some things are just not ours to know. <laughs> if that was my motto, I would never have ventured out of the house to become a ferryman. <laughs> not that it's always for the better. As far as I can remember, I've always had this, this sense of this sense of loss. Both when it comes to time past and, and time that's yet to come. Like I'm playing a game which it's impossible to win. Uh, I often wonder how things would have turned out if I was the one with Princess that day instead of X. Survivor's guilt, I know. I know it. But you know what, my little man? There are nights when I miss Nick so much I think I'm gonna die. Like, literally. Like my heart is... gonna stop. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so much. And to think that it was because some bitch in the sky said so? Who is she? Who is she to judge? Hey, hey, man. You said no chicks allowed at this party. Come on. Snap out of it. Joystick to the brain? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <sighs> Look at me. All emotional and silly like a little girl no no it, emotional emotional isn't silly you're right it ain't but the second part stands because that's what she is you know just a little girl playing with us Given the enduring vagaries of people's opinions, any critical system that is unable to function, that is unable to function at 
Apologies, dear reader, but it appears I cannot function either. My head is killing me, and the last aspirin was probably used up a decade ago. So it seems this chronicle will have to be a chapter short, which is incidentally what I wanted to impart. Given the enduring vagaries of people's opinions, any critical system that is unable to function at 90% is unable to function at all. Here we are! The terminal is just up ahead! Head, head! What? I can barely hear you. It's the auditory glitches! They make the sound buggy! The whole area is... Is, 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 is unstable. How are we going to get across to the terminal? The same way Hedgecock's fuck. Very carefully. All surfaces in front of us are clipping. This means one wrong step and you might find yourself stuck in a wall. And unlike getting stuck in a loop, getting stuck in a wall is quite permanent. Fuck me. I'll go in front. All you have to do is follow me. I can't let you do that. I am the ferryman here. That you are. And, and it seems the audio's back to normal. That must be a good omen. È vero. Ora dobbiamo guardare avanti, nel panorama mutevole. Cerca di avere un'idea del modello. What? Ho detto... Cazzo! What? Non parlo più inglese, vero? What language are you speaking? Non lo so. Non lo sto facendo intenzionalmente. It's simply another bug. Which seems to have been resolved now. What I said is that now we need to look ahead into the shifting landscape. Try to get a feel for the pattern. Is... is there a pattern? Not in a way one can memorize, but there's a certain logic to the wall's motion. The trick is to foresee how they're gonna shift. And of course, to move fast enough not to get stuck inside of one. And where is the terminal? You see that metallic slab over there? Uh-huh. Well, that's it. That's it? What am I supposed to do with it? Enter it. What? How does one enter a piece of metal? Beats me. That's where you come in. Once I get you to the terminal, my job ends. Oh, fuck me. All right, are you ready? Yeah. I sense an opportune moment arising. The maximum we can expect is 30 seconds of stability. It's crucial we get the timing right. And please, try not to think about her. Don't worry. I already forgot about her. You forgot about the system admin? No, no, I, I meant... Uh, guess I haven't forgotten about her, have I? Please focus on the job at hand. I need your full concentration. <sighs> okay. You have my undivided attention. All right. Let's get into the groove, then. Five, seven, eight, five, seven, eight, five, seven, eight, move! Faster! I'm right here! Watch it! To your left! Careful! That was close call! We're not safe yet. This is the final stretch. I'm not sure I'm gonna make it. You don't have a choice! We need to run at five, four, three, one, five, four, three, 
four, three, one, now! Left, right, 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 left. Where you Help! Run, you son of a bitch! I can't! I'm stuck! Plastic. Stand there! I'm coming back for you! No! You won't make it! I won't lose you! No more bosses! Okay. I got this. Seven. Six, five, seven, six, five, seven, six, five. All right, at my mark, jump and I'll catch you. I can't! Jump and I'll catch you. Seven, six, five, seven, six, five, jump! Now grab my hand! But it's your weekend! Grab my hand, you fool! Places. But the wall's going to crush you! Now we switch places! Uh, run! But, but, run! you out? Afraid not, my little chickpea. My legs are part of the wall now. I'm, I'm sorry. Don't be. You did... You did good, kid. We made it. We made it to the terminal. That... That we did. Please. Get an escape. Get an escape pod for Princess. Promise me, after you enter the terminal, you'll head back and get my daughter. I... I, I promise you. Hey. Hey. I... I believe. In... in the administrator? No. In you. I can already see the horizon disintegrating. It's now only a matter of days until this area falls apart too. And with it, our last chance to reach the system administrator. 
I embarked on my expedition exactly a fortnight ago. In these two weeks on the road, more things have happened to me than in the last 14 years. The whole period before this journey is now so alien to me, it might as well be the life of a different person. A simpler person, or at least, a less jaded one. It was not my intention to talk about myself, at least no more than necessary to understand the narrative. This is also why I never told you about my companion on this journey, a girl who offered me her heart and who so avidly wanted to mention in these pages. I kept putting it off as in my mind, this was the chronicle of the sim, the chronicle of the world. Of what consequence is one small love story in it? But now I realize that love story is my world. I now comprehend my whole life was one long exercise in damage control. I thought I was at peace with myself, but now I see it, it wasn't really peace. It was resignation. I managed my expectations so well that lack of despair passed as happiness. After all, what else was there for me to do? Born in a sunsetting world, the best mitigation strategy was one of forced indifference. The less I had, the less I had to lose. But now, now I grasp the magnitude of the loss. I see her in the sim, and I see the sim in her, and understand they are one and the same. I smell the sunshine contained within her skin, the warmth of her body indiscernible from the warmth of the earth. I hear the willful gales and sudden storms caught in her hair. I taste all the rivers and lakes and seas in the depths of her eyes. There is no separation. There is no other. All is one. I could see it. I could understand. It only took a trip to the literal end of the world. stranger. What the? You wouldn't be able to help a poor lost tourist, would you? Uh, unfortunately, I'm a forlorn stranger in this distant land as well. Well, you look familiar. You don't happen to be the author of that best-selling chronicle, do you? Oh, heavens no. You must have been mistaken with someone. My chronicle is neither selling, nor is it the best. A pity for I have a thing for best-selling authors of Chronicles. On second thought, <laughs> I did sell the rights to it. Did you? Yes. They're turning it into a pornographic comic book. Oh, <laughs> moron. <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> I just followed you guys. I was too much of a coward to go back alone. I'm very happy that you're a coward. 
But what I'm asking is, how did you get here specifically? I walked over. Yeah, but the service is constantly shifting. Or at least it was. It was that way for us. I mean, it seems, however, that it let you through. I... I guess. But... but that means... that means... you're the chosen one. No. No. No, no that can't be possible. Well, how else to explain? I've got no idea. We should ask Ferryman. Where is he, by the way? <laughs> Probably busy buffing up for the porn adaptation. Listen up, porcupines. We get one shot at making this porno good. And I am not gonna let two uh, gerbils like listen, you... Ferryman, he... He... What? He, he didn't make it. What? What, what, what happened? He, he died for me. He died for nothing. No, no, nonsense. You are the chosen one. But how? I, I don't even know what to do with this, this metallic plank. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask what that was. That's the terminal. That's the terminal? Ferryman died so he could bring us to that? What the fuck are we supposed to do with that? Fuck if I know. This whole endeavor was a complete waste of cycles. Or maybe not. Why not? We got stuck at Sissamin's doorstep like so many before us. Yes, but the previous Chosen Ones came alone. We are the first that came together. So? Maybe... Maybe that makes us chosen for each other. I thought... I thought we'd lost each other. No more losses. You were right. Yours are bigger. <laughs> Jackass. <sighs> Whoa. What are you... <gasps> Look! It's full of colors. What kind of fuckery is this? Look, there are letters. What do you mean letters? I'm telling you, some text appeared. Text cannot appear. Someone needs to write it. Look, shut up and look. It says right here. Admin access, followed by two squares. Cancel and save. Save? The system administrator is offering us salvation. She be with us. She be with us. Go on. Touch save. No, you should touch it. You're the chosen one. No, no. Let's touch it together. Okay. Right. On the count of three, okay? Okay. One, two... Wait. 
Wait, you're not carrying a bomb, are you? No, you idiot. I threw it into a river immediately after we got separated. Okay. Okay, good. Good. Ready now? Ready. Okay. One, two... Wait, wait, wait. What is it? I'm... I'm scared. You gave me a lot to think about. And I... I'm no longer convinced that she is love. Don't be scared. She might not be love. But... We are. Uh, Alright. At the count of three. One... Three. You made it. Oh, don't be alarmed. I was watching you from the inside. Please, feel at home. In a way, that's what it is. The great administrator? Oh, I'm afraid not. You're not? Then, then who are you? I'm the chosen one. Or, I guess, one of the chosen ones. I'm the one who tells you everything goes to shit. I don't understand. Neither did I when I arrived. But the chosen one that came before me was kind enough to explain things. So I guess it's only fair that I offer the same courtesy to you. Even though I'm not sure how much of a courtesy it is. Explain what? Where are we? We're inside the terminal. Like... Literally? We are literally inside a metallic monolith? Don't ask me how. I don't understand it either. What I can tell you is that we are still inside the sim. The terminal doesn't lead anywhere. So what does it do then? Before I answer, I need to ask you something. Do you know why we ration? I don't mean the cycles. I mean the concept of rationing in general. Because there's not enough of something? Wrong. When we've had to impose rationing after Sysadmin's departure, it wasn't because there wasn't enough food to feed the population. At least if it were distributed equally. Distributed equally? (laughs) If I buy 50 cans of preserved beef expecting scarcity, I will in effect create precisely that scarcity for others. Limiting my purchase to two cans ensures everyone gets their fair share. So you see, we don't ration because there's not enough for all. We ration because there's not enough for only one. What does this have to do with the system administrator? Because in a perfectly fair sim, grabbing 50 cans wasn't possible. The system administrator was there to ensure fairness by enforcing the rules. The trouble with rules is that the only people bound by them are those who follow them. So around 400 years ago, a small group broke into this place, and then they destroyed Sysadmin's root access. They did what? What I'm telling you is that they bricked the admin out of the sim, and then they went to town with it, using the sim's common prosperity to enrich themselves. Those... Cocksuckers! There's just one detail they haven't considered, or they might have but didn't care. 
It's that without her sagacious guidance, the Sim started losing processing power, with no one left to repair it. No. All this time we thought we'd been condemned by the admin, when in fact, we were the ones who condemned ourselves. Ourselves? It was most certainly not us who did it. It was a group of selfish, short-sighted assholes. They're the ones who should suffer the consequences. They are all dead. You're looking for culprits? You want someone to blame? You are four centuries too late. But... But what about us? What about the Chosen Ones? <laughs> I hate to disappoint you. The whole thing's but an empty ritual. A narrative invented to give meaning to a meaningless world. So, escape pods are made up too? Escape pods? <laughs> Please, don't you get it? There is no out. There's no plan B. You could just as well declare that from now on you'll live on Mars. <sighs> she had given us such a beautiful sin. A sim that had everything we needed, but it was not enough. We were all kings of infinite space, but considered ourselves bound in a nutshell. So what happens now? What do you mean, what happens? We've known for the past 400 years what happened. Oh, anyway... There's a spare room at the end of the hallway. Or at the beginning, it kind of shifts places. Told you it's a strange place. How long have you been here? Years? Minutes? Long enough that I've had enough time to think. And I can tell you one thing with absolute certainty. Which one? Every ascent ends back on the ground. Maybe the Grand Canyon. I heard it was amazing. How about Florence? I always wanted to see Il Duomo. I go low, you go high. <laughs> All right. Il Duomo it is. Whatever happened to it? I don't know. I think the area lost gravity. Didn't like half of Italy float away into space 200 years ago? Yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, we're back from the honeymoon. What's next? Kids? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, cowboy. <laughs> How about we start with a pet first? You know, as a free trial period. Well, what pet do you want? <laughs> I'm sure Ferryman would have some suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. A raccoon. What are we going to name him? Free trial. Ah, there's no way you're naming my raccoon free trial. <laughs> How about rookie then? <laughs> rookie raccoon. Works for me. What kind of house are we living in? A beautiful two-bedroom apartment. Done deal. Okay. Now we can move on to kids. How many? One. Go fish. I'm not accepting anything below three. Wow. How are we going to fit three kids in a two-bedroom? Easy. They get one room, 
we get the other. Mm, I think the raccoons get in the other room and we're sleeping in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the end of the world talking, but I love you. I love you too. By the way, did you ever give me a page? Did I ever? You got the centerfold. Oh, you ass. <laughs> That's precisely what I wrote. Cute girl with a great ass. <laughs> exactly the way I wanted to go down in the history books. <laughs> I... I'd give a million cycles for a couple more weeks. A million cycles is a couple of weeks. You know what I mean. I do. I know exactly what you mean. I wonder what it's gonna feel like. Is it gonna be painful or is it gonna be one of those things? This episode of the program was made by nine people. Finley Stevenson, Stefan Linton, Frank Salvino, Joy Jukes, Anne Cleo Evanoff, Gwen Farbridge, Time Travel, Christian Ledois, and IMS. Visit ProgramAudioSeries.com for more details. This episode is dedicated to all expired simulations. If you would like to prevent the show from expiring, please donate a few cycles through our website, Patreon, or Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.